Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Praise God. I'm ready for you today. I know you've been standing a minute, but if you're ready for the word, shall bring it on. Uh, listen, the Ormond overflow is indescribable. God has led us, and we set up conventional seating in the tent. Then we have social distancing seating set up, and then on top of that, we have a huge screen in the parking lot, and then we're online, over 20,000 views just on Facebook alone. Come on, somebody. So God is moving. Last week was indescribable. Let me tell you what I'm doing in this season. I am not giving the devil one inch. Can I get a witness here? I said, I said, I have a choice. I can faint or I can fight. And in 36 years of ministry, when hell attacked, I never fainted. I always fought. And I've come to let hell know I'm fighting again. And the reward is going to be revival. It's happening now. Something has shifted. If you believe that it's going to shift in your life before I preach, make a little noise in the room right now. I want you to look to Micah chapter 2. It's going to come on the screen. And as it comes on the screen, I want to tell you this. This year has made me more hungry for Jesus. It's woken me up to a desperation to love and reach out to people and see God move. And today, I believe God has literally spoken to me in a way that I'm going to speak to you in this season. I want hell to know that we're not backing down. I want the devil and every demon to know that we are taking ground in this season. So I want you to look at Micah chapter 2, verse 12. It's going to be powerful today. I've been preaching this all night long in my spirit. Now I get to preach it to you. It said, I will surely assemble all of you. One translation said, I will put you together. Come on, it says it in this as well. It said, I will assemble all of you. Somebody say all of you. Oh, Jacob, I will surely gather the remnant of Israel, I will put them together. Somebody say, put us together, Lord. Yeah, like a sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of the pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open, the one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by, by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. One translation said, the breaker will rise. I'm going to preach today, the breaker is rising. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know the attack of the enemy. I don't know the bondage that you're in. I don't know what, the he what hell's been trying, but I have come with a download from heaven to tell everybody in America, the breaker is rising. How many of you are ready for the breaker to rise in your life? Hallelujah. Father, release anointing, release breakthrough in this moment, and we give you praise. If you receive it, make a little noise in the house. Come on. And you can be seated. The breaker is rising. I've come today to serve hell. Notice that I'm ready to fight. If it's a fight the devil wants, it's a fight he's going to get. 
I've been at this for 36 years, and when the kingdom comes under attack, when the enemy tries his stuff, I have never backed down. I've never cowered down. If that's the preacher you want, you're with the wrong man on the wrong Sunday in the wrong moment. But I'm going to rise up and I'm going to march into hell's kitchen and I'm going to tell the devil, you don't have the last word Jesus does. How many of you are ready for the breaker to rise? Come on, before I even preach, I want you to praise God like you're ready for the breaker to rise in your life. Amen. I must lay a little historical foundation for this message this morning. The man is Micah who penned these words, and he's one of the 12 minor prophets. I want you to understand something from a theological perspective today. When we call these 12 prophets minor prophets, it has nothing to do with the value of their words, but everything to do with the volume of their words. Everything God spoke was major. Everything God spoke through these mighty men was major. And though the volume may not have been huge, the value is incredible. It is a perspective that you and I need. So today, this word that I'm bringing you is major, it's not minor. How many of you came to get a major word from God? Come on, you don't want the word that's just, just going to kind of give you the strength to go minute by minute, but you want something that's going to give you power to rise up and claim victory in this season. If you want a major word, make a little noise right now. I want a major word. Micah prophesies to Judah uh, in the reign of three kings. There's the king Jotham, the king Ahaz, and the king Hezekiah. He's a contemporary of the great prophet Isaiah. Whereas Isaiah would have been an affluent prophet, you look at Micah, and Micah was my kind of people. Micah was more like a country prophet. Come on. He was a country preacher. He stood with the power of God in his place, and he refused to vacillate. He refused to waver in the face of opposition, in the face of attack, in the face of persecution. He still called on the mighty name of Jehovah. He stood in power. And much of his ministry transpired in the reign of an immoral king named Ahaz. This horrific and terrible and awful king had led God's people into unspeakable bondage. He had led the entire kingdom into the worship and in the darkness of worshiping the Assyrian god Molech. And Molech is one of the darkest false deities in the Old Testament because this dark religion required in its practice human sacrifice. In particular, Molech required child sacrifice. Can you imagine the king who sat on the throne of Judah, led his people into worshiping Molech, this king Ahaz? And if you define the king's name Ahaz, Ahaz literally means this. It means he has bound and his name was just like his function. He had bound his people. He had bound them to adultery. He had bound them to unrighteousness. He had bound his people to child sacrifice. In fact, the 19th verse of the 28th chapter of 2 Chronicles said, For the Lord brought Judah low because of Ahaz, the king of Israel, for he made Judah naked. Now, don't miss that. The Bible says here, he 
made Judah naked. If you define the word naked in the Hebrew, naked simply means this. It's more than just exposed. It's more than just exposed. It means to loose. It means to ignore. It literally means to leave alone or to let someone alone. I don't know about you, precious, but I never want to get to a place in my life where God leaves me alone. God, leave me anything but alone. Don't leave me alone. I've got to stay in your hands. Even if I mess up, don't leave me alone. I've got to stay in your hands. Even if I fumble and stumble, don't leave me alone. I've got to stay in your hands. He may leave us alone for a season, but only for a season. Anybody glad that he has never left you alone for good? Yeah. I said, anybody glad that he has never left you alone for good? Even though you deserved it, even though you weren't where you needed to be, even though you had struggles, he never left you alone for good. I'm thankful today that even when I deserve for him to leave me, he might have left me for a season, but he always came back. Hallelujah. Micah prophesied during a time of blatant sin then. He prophesied during a time of awful rebellion, and his prophecy spoke of the impending fall of Judah. Much of his prophetic utterance is a warning of what was to come, and Israel or Judah's sin had gotten them in the position that they were in. It was their own compromise that led them into their bondage, but God did not totally abandon them. So here they are, they're in trouble, y'all. They're bound up by the superpower of the day the Babylonians, and in this atmosphere, the prophet Micah penned these incredible words in our text about the breaker. The promise of the breaker is this, that he would gather a mighty flock. In the midst of all this trouble, he would raise up a fruitful people. In the midst of all the problems, he would raise up a powerful church. The promise is that the breaker would arise. The scene of the gathering would be more like the rich pastures of Basra. And the numbers gathered there would be like a flock that was coming in and they would be enormous. The Bible said that they shall make great noise by the reason of the multitude of men. But not only does the breaker rise to unite his people, he rises to deliver his people. Hallelujah. And they're so excited about it. There's a great noise that rises up. That's why you show me a church where God is setting people free. It may not be a quiet church. It may be a noisy church. See, the Bible says that the breaker has come up before them. Who is the breaker? Well, you look back through the Bible to the children of Israel who were bound by Egypt. Moses was the breaker. For those who were in Babylonian captivity, a, a, a pagan king named Sirius was the or Cyrus was the breaker. And to those who live in bondage of the devil, those who are bound by sin today, we have a breaker, and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm unashamed to tell you he can do what Moses couldn't do. He can do what Cyrus cannot do. He can set a man free from sin. He can deliver you from alcoholism. He can put your life back together again. There's nobody like the breaker. How many of you can say Jesus is my breaker today? Hallelujah.
Now I want to tell you two things in the inception of this message that the breaker rose to do in this moment in history in Judah. Number one, the breaker rises to bring unification. Don't miss this. He said, I will put them together as the sheep of Basra. And I have a heart's cry in this moment. Where I am right now this morning, here's my heart's cry. Put us together, Jesus. Put us together, Lord. Put our country together. Put the church together. Put families together. Put marriages together. Put peace back together. Put broken lives back together. Put us together, Lord. If you've done it before, you can do it again. Put us together, Lord. We need the breaker to rise up and put us together. We are apart. We are splintered. We are in trouble and we are struggling. But the breaker is rising and the breaker can put us together. The breaker can do what no one else can do. Is there anybody here that can say, put us together, Lord? Oh, put our teenagers back together again. Put our families back together again. Put the races and the faces and the places and the people. Put us together, Lord. Do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I feel like preaching. God is able to put us together. Give him praise if you're ready for him to put us together. Ah. Somebody say, do it, Lord how we need the breaker to put us together and the great work of the gospel the great power of Jesus is this. The gospel brings men and women together. It unites a shawl. And in this setting we live in today, let's be honest. I'm not going to stand up here and not be truthful with you because you need a truthful preacher. Now come on, somebody. In these moments, you need truth. In this setting that we live in today, unity seems impossible, doesn't it? It seems improbable that we could be unified. Our nation is plagued with political division. Our nation is plagued with religious division and social division and cultural division. We are divided in this land. And these things that we've been seeking to put us back together can never unite the souls of men. They have been tried a thousand times and they have failed. Political divisions cannot be healed and religious divisions and social divisions cannot be healed by the work of man. You, you, you may be here and you're thinking, how, how in the world can our nation be healed? How can a fragmented nation and a fragmented church in America and in the world come together? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked this morning. What we need is not just another social program. What we need is not just another political ideal. What we need is not another denominational rise. What we need, America needs to break. I said America needs the breaker. We need a breaker more than we need a politician. We need a breaker more than we need a personality. America needs the breaker. How many of you are glad today that you know who the breaker is and the breaker's name is Jesus Christ? Come on, somebody, and give the breaker a clap of praise right now. America needs the breaker to arise. And there is only one way we can be unified, and that is by the presentation of one supreme attraction, the attraction to all men. And this attraction has a name, and that name is Jesus. Hallelujah. He draws all men. Our breaker declares, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. 
unto me. There I feel like preaching. There ain't nobody like Jesus. This is our breaker. Jesus is our breaker. King Jesus. Y'all, what is found in Jesus is found in nobody else. What is found in Jesus can attract with equal power all people. He'll attract a white man, a black man, a Hispanic man, and an Asian man. He'll attract a rich man and a poor man. He'll attract an educated man and an uneducated man. Let me say this right up front. We've got to attract the breaker. I am not the breaker. No church personality is the breaker, but there is a name that is high above every name, and Jesus is the breaker. I, I need somebody who's seeking after the breaker today. Give the breaker a mighty praise. Oh, tell somebody the breaker is rising. Ah. Let me say right up front to you today, precious, and you by live stream, I want to tell you, nobody but Jesus can heal the discord in America. Nobody but Jesus can heal the land. Nobody but Jesus can heal the divisions that are festering even among God's people. I'm going to preach whether you amen it or not. I said nobody but Jesus can heal the divisions that are festering even among God's people. And Jesus is our breaker. Jesus is the supreme attraction of the church. You know what? He outshines everything and everybody. He outdoes everything and everybody. I've been preaching for 36 years, and I can still say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Hallelujah. But here's what's going to make some people uncomfortable. Here's what's going to make religious people squirm. Here's the catch. Our breaker requires his people to love one another and walk in unity. You watching me by live stream, maybe this is a lot for you, but he requires it. When we come to the breaker, we don't come wearing our political badges. We don't come wearing our denominational badges. We don't come flaunting our resources. We don't come bragging on who we are and what we have. We don't come exalting our culture above his kingdom, but we come desperately to the breaker. And we say, breaker, we need you to do what only you can do. We need you to save. We need you to heal. We need you to unite. And we need you to deliver. One of the final prayers of Jesus is that the church be one. Study your Bible. One of his final prayers was that the church unite. And that does not mean, listen to me now, this is where it gets real. This is where it may make you uncomfortable. But that does not mean we will agree on every issue. But it does mean that we will be so captivated by Jesus, that we will be so captured by who he is, that we will be so taken by Jesus, that we will allow him to break apart our divisive ways. It means that we are so captured by Jesus that he outshines any opinion that we may have. The breaker will break apart division and bring unity. That's what I decree in the next year, that the breaker will break apart division and he will bring unity to a remnant people who are hungry for revival. I need somebody who's hungry for revival to open up your mouth and give God some praise right now. Jesus requires unity, and the kingdom requires unity, not sameness. 
There's a difference between unity and sameness. I grow weary of all these preachers, and, and I'm not trying to attack anybody. They rise up and brag about how unified their church is, but yet you go to their church and everybody looks the same, everybody acts the same, everybody eats the same, everybody has the same political idea, everybody has the same agenda, and they're saying we're in unity. No, that's not unity, that's sameness. You know what unity requires? Unity requires differences. It's when we come together and we say, you know what, I'm ready to tear down every difference in my life and I wanna be unified to you because I am the body of Christ. The beauty of the body of Christ is that there's black folks, there's white folks, there's red folks, there's yellow folks, come on, there's brown folks. The beauty of the body of Christ is her diversity. And when we come to Jesus, he becomes the attraction, not the denomination, not our opinions, but Jesus becomes the attraction. I'm telling you, if there has ever been a word in a moment for America, this is the word for America. God, give me a stage and help me to preach what you've called me to preach. Because if you are a Christian, let me hear from the Christians. If your Christian faith is your first identity, if you are saved before you're white, if you're saved before you're black, if you're saved before your job, if you, if you are a Christian first, I wanna hear from the Jesus lovers in the house. If you don't know me as a Christian, you don't know me. You might know what I drive, you might know what I like to eat, you might know my denominational affiliation, you might know my color and my culture, but if you don't know I'm a Christian, you don't have the knowledge of the essence of who I am, that is who I am. I am a child of God. If you are a Christian then, you are one with Christ. And everything that he accomplished has been brought, he has brought you into this victory. If you are a Christian, you are one with Christ, and everything that he accomplished has brought you into his victory. According to the Bible, you ready? That means you suffered with him. That means he took your sin to the cross and he went to the cross in your place, so that means you suffered with him. That means you died with him. That means you were buried with him. That means you were justified with him. That means you were made alive with him. That means you conquered Satan with him. That means you, 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 you rose from deadness to life with him. And that means you are seated in heavenly places with him. So here's my word for you today. If you're with the breaker, then I'm with you. You may not like it, but you're stuck with me. You may not like how I, who I am, you may not like everything about me, but you're stuck with me. That means if you're with the breaker, I'm with you. And that means if I'm with the breaker, you're with me. And we all need the breaker. Tell somebody around you, we all need the breaker. We all need the breaker. We all need the breaker. I said, we all need the breaker. I said, we all need the breaker. 
I said we all need the breaker. And our job is to love the breaker. Our job is to exalt the breaker. And he will show ourselves to ourselves. And he will cause us to love each other. Because here's the truth. It's impossible for me to love Jesus more and love you less. I, I need somebody that just heard what I said. Give God a mighty praise right now. You can't say that you love Jesus more and love somebody different than you less. Uh, oh my God, this is too much for some people. Because when we love Jesus more, we're gonna love each other more. We're gonna love the lost more. We're gonna love the confused more. We're gonna love the struggling more. I have no desire to pastor a church where everybody is just the same and we all come in and talk about how great we are. Baby, let me tell you, there is only one great in this room and his name is Jesus. And I want you to give Jesus a mighty praise. So not only then does the breaker bring unification, the breaker brings emancipation. So he unifies us and then he delivers us. I'm glad that he doesn't leave us in our bondage. Oh, my, my, my. See, the Bible says the breaker has come up before them and they have broken up and passed through the gates. Uh, don't miss this. Now, if we come through, we're going to come through together. Y'all don't make me take my shoe off and throw it at y'all. I said if we come through, we're going to come through together. We will come through together or we will not come through at all. We got to come through together. God's not going to send us in sections. God's not going to send us in our little groups that we're the, the people we like. We're going to come through together or we're going to come through to, or, or we're not going to come through at all. Who's going to free us from the bondage? Who's going to free us from the preceding mess of seasons that we have walked through? Who is the Moses that will take us out of Egypt? Who is the Cyrus that will deliver us from Babylon? Let me tell you who it is. His name is Jesus. There is one, but there is only one. Oh my God. Did you hear what I said? There is one, but there is only one. There's not two, there's not three, there's not another. There is one, and there is only one, and his name is Jesus. And if we go out, we got to come out together. Somebody give the Lord a roar in this house of praise. There is one, and there is only one. Only one. Only one. Only one, only one, only one, only one, not two, not three. So that means if we come out, we got to come out together. That means we got to kill this stinking division. That means we got to kill the ugly. Who can do it? Can the Republicans? Can the Democrats? Can the Independents? And I would say, no, they cannot. Can ideals? Can denominations? No, they cannot. But there is a name, and his name is Jesus. And he's the hope, y'all. He snaps the chains of racism. Come on. He defeats sin. 
He opens the prison gates of compromise and leads people out. He lets sin-sick souls find redemption. He came to preach liberty to the captive. I love him. But yet, Jesus came to free us. But so many believers are still bound. And bound believers are one of the greatest hindrances to revival. Oh, Jesus. We sit around and exalt our agendas and exalt our compromise and exalt our dialogue. And bound believers hinder revival. One of the things that the breaker did in the Bible in the natural sense is that the breaker would go before and prepare the way. A breaker in the Bible would go and straighten out crooked roads. This was the actual job of a breaker in the Bible. He would remove the hindrances. He would meet with governments where someone was going to travel if there was an entourage coming. And he would prepare the way. He would remove obstacles. He would break apart hindrances. He would show the way. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the breaker that has come up before us. And he is the one that has broken out our path, the path that we got to travel. He showed us how to love the unlovable. He showed us how to forgive those we should not be able to forgive in the natural. He showed us how to walk in forgiveness. He came to bring us freedom. He forgave those who hurt him. And Micah foretold it and said, the breaker is going out before him. They have broken and they have passed through the gates and they have gone out by it. Church, we need the breaker. I said, we need the breaker. I said, we need the breaker. We need him because many people don't even know that they're bound. Oh, it's quiet now. They don't even know the extent of the bondage in which they're held. They live that they, that they don't know the extent of the bondage that lives beneath their ugly religious facade. We are held by it. And the saddest people I know of are those who are bound, but they are convinced that they are free. The saddest people I know of are those who are bound, but they are convinced that they are free. Can I say something? If you're hateful, you're bound. All right? If you judge someone by the color or culture that they come from, you are bound. If you think the pigmentation of your skin makes you better than someone else, you are bound. If you feel like you are superior to another, you are bound. If you walk in opposition to God's word, you are bound. If you don't consider life sacred in the womb, you are bound. If you don't consider life sacred from the womb to the tomb, you are bound. Ain't nobody helping me. If you believe that God embraces all sexual activity, you are bound. Stop believing that you are enlightened. You are not enlightened. You are bound. And bound people need to get set free. Bound people need to get delivered. Bound people need to break her. Tell your neighbor, say, stop saying you are enlightened. 
You, these people are not enlightened, they are bound. These preachers who are trying to say they are enlightened, that they are not enlightened, they are bound, and they don't even know that they are bound. But there is a remnant that is rising, that is saying, preacher, preach the truth to me, and we need a freedom. Somebody give God a praise. Now, as I'm pressing toward closing, I want to make this personal because when it gets personal, it gets powerful. Mm. Somebody say, make it personal. Let's define the word breaker in the Hebrew. It's parots. It means one who breaks in, breaks up, breaks out, breaks open, breaks you over limits, Jesus. Brings increase and provides the power to break away. Ha. Give me a drummer out here. I feel a little praise getting in this house. One who breaks in, breaks up, breaks out, breaks open, breaks you over limits, brings increase, and provides power to break away. Tell somebody on your row, say, won't he do it? Ah, Jesus, won't he do it? See, wherever the breaker arises, he breaks in, he breaks up, and he breaks you out. How many of you know that if somebody is in bondage, somebody has to break in before they can be broke out? Come on, my law enforcement officers understand this. This is a B&E. What is B&E? It's breaking and entering. Jesus is about to do a B&E in your life. He's about to break in, and I need him to break in. Somebody say, break in, Lord. Uh, he can't break you out until he breaks in. Somebody shout, break in, Lord. I know, I know we got some musicians somewhere. Uh, hallelujah. And somebody say, break in, Lord. Yeah, yeah, he will break in to break you out. The breaker is breaking in. Tell your neighbor, say, the breaker is breaking in. Yeah, 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 he's breaking in. Break into our church. Break into my family. Break into our agenda. Break into our schedule. Break into our lives. Break into our nation. Break into our denominations. Break in. Break into my family. Break into my youth group. Because I can't get broke out until you break me in. I can't break through until you break in. I need somebody that wants me to break in. Give him a mighty praise right now. You'll never know breakout until God breaks in. So you say, Pastor, what are you doing? Some churches are still, you know, they're, they're not allowing people to have church. They're shutting everything down. What are you doing? I'm fighting. I am balling up my fist and I am fighting. So whether you worship at home, whether you worship on campus, whether you worship in the tent, whether you worship in the car, I've come to tell you that the breaker is breaking into this church. He's breaking into your house. He's breaking into your car. Tell your neighbor, this is my breakout season. 
I got 12 people that believe it. Y'all, really, this is our breakout season. I need somebody that is tired of surviving, that is sick of sickness. Tell your neighbor, this is my breakout season. Breaking our homes, breaking my church, breaking my nation. Break in so you can break us out. You say, Pastor, what's going on? We are having tent revival because the breaker has broken in and revival is breaking out. I need somebody who's hungry for revival. Give the Lord a mighty praise. Dear Jesus, hallelujah, wherever the breaker arises, he will cause you to break open, break away, and break over limits. So I'm about to close, but somebody better get this in your spirit. I believe that this is a moment for you. And don't miss the moment. The breaker is rising in your life right now. And he's about to break you out. And he's about to break you free. And he's about to break open some things. Somebody say break open. Somebody say breaking open, Lord. My miracle is breaking open. Your breakthrough is breaking open. Your anointing is breaking open. Your financial situation is breaking open. Deliverance is breaking open. Revival. Stop and give God a one, two, three, praise. He'll break in, he'll break up and he'll break out. And then you'll break open. And watch this, then you'll break away. Come up here, Anderson. Come up here, son. What does it mean to break away? I was trying to define that, you ready? And it's like you're in a race and we're racing, come on. Kind of slow motion racing. But then all of a sudden, in that race, have you ever watched it? It seems like somebody breaks away and they get ahead of the pack. Let me tell you, some of y'all been running like this. You've been running with the pack, but the Holy Ghost is about to come on you and you're about to break away. I'm looking for the people that are ready to break away with me. I said, I'm looking for the people who are ready to break away from negativity. Break away from fear. Break away from addiction. Break away from bondage. Give God a praise right now. Come on. Okay, it means to break over limits. To break over past limitations. And to bring increase. So you look at the word limits. And the word limits is linked to the word limb. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, say neighbor, you'll never get God out on a limb. Yeah, 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 you'll never get him too far extended. Somebody give God praise. You can't get the breaker on a limb. And here I'm winding down. If you want to stand, stand, because we're about to praise the Lord. John, get out here and help me. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout with me one time, son. in my body the last couple days. I don't have COVID, don't get scared. But I've had some issues in my health the last couple of days. And the devil said, ain't no way you're gonna be able to stand up and preach this with power. Especially when you get at that praise place. I said, I ain't worried about it, devil. I'll call John up. So John, just shout one time. Let the people praise you, oh God. Let all, let the white people, let the black people, let the Hispanics, let, let the Asians, let the rich people, let the poor people, let the Baptists, let the Methodists, let the young people, let the old people, let the bound people, let the free people. Let all the people praise you. Come on, let all the people praise you this morning. Let all the people praise you, oh God. Let all the people praise you. Next verse. Then the earth will yield her increase. Then God, our own God, shall bless us. Did you understand what he said? Then, not, 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 not before, not after, but then, while you're praising God, then he will bless you. Your breakout is waiting on your praise. God does not increase where people don't praise him. God does not deliver. God shall bless us, and the ends of the earth shall fear him. God does not bring breakthrough without praise. God does not bring deliverance without praise. God does not open new doors based on old praise. I need you right now to open up your mouth. Praise brings the breaker, and the breaker brings the breakthrough. Open up your mouth at home. Open up your mouth and praise it. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Say don't just praise him till you feel good. Say praise him till the breaker rises. Don't just praise him till you feel like dancing. Praise until you break through. 
Don't just praise him till you smile. Praise him till you break through. Don't just praise him till you dance a little. Praise him till you're healed. Praise him till you're saved. Praise him till you get the desires of your heart. Praise him till your body's healed. Praise him till it turns around. Then, then, after the people praise it, somebody open up your mouth and give him praise. Tell somebody around you, say neighbor. I'm gonna say it again. I'm not just gonna praise until I feel good. I'm gonna praise him till the breaker rises. One, two, three, give God a shout. Some of you here today, you can't praise him. You can't clap your hands. You won't open your mouth because you've got too many obstacles in your way. Your past, your lack of money, your lack of education. Things are too hard right now. But if you would see that your deliverance is in your praise, you might praise it. John comes in here. There's a praise breaking out. Let all the people praise him. Let the mothers praise him. Let the fathers praise him. Let the sons praise him. Let the daughters praise him. Let the church praise him. Let America praise him. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, no bondage and no limits because the breaker is. I said the breaker is rising. He's rising in your family. He's rising in your job. He's rising over your life. He's rising in your children. He's rising. It's gonna defeat the doubt of others. It's rising. Hallelujah, hallelujah. praise him. I'm gonna finish in a minute, but let all, let everybody on your road praise him. Tell your neighbor this is the road. The breakers coming to this road today. The breakers getting on this road today. 
I was home right about close. Y'all, I'm full of the Holy Ghost and I'm Pentecostal. And if that bothers you, I'm very sorry, but I'm not going to deny who I am and what is in me. I have not made it through the things I've made it through without the power of the Holy Spirit. Last night, I sat in my house, turned everything off. We'd gotten in, and I sat there. The Spirit of God just came where I was, turned off the TV, said, I can't handle none of that. Somebody bless the Lord with her. I'm not scared. Come on. Breaker just got in her row. I said the breaker just got in her row, got in her life. How many of you want it like that? How many of you say, Pastor, I'll take that? My children need to see the breaker. My grandchildren need to see the breaker. My family needs to see the breaker. My nation needs to see the breaker. Where's the Pentecostal church? Where's the church with power? Where's the people with authority? I was there last night and man, the breaker came right into my room and I was all by myself. And, I, and, and so I felt like last night I was loading my gospel gun. Come on, y'all. And the Lord said, I am going to fully empower you. You're, the chamber is going to be full. Everything I've called you to do, I'm going to give you the power to do it. But, but here's the deal. We got to love one another. I'm ashamed of some of you. I'm ashamed of how some folks have acted. That don't mean I don't love you. But I get ashamed of people sometimes. They brag about unfriending somebody. Well, you know, he said something I didn't like, so I unfriended him. Well, you sure ain't being like Jesus. Because Jesus was a friend of sinners. So I get ashamed for people. But there's a generation that is rising up. And they understand that when the breaker rises... He rides us to bring unity. So that would mean it's my little daughter in the Lord. Come here. I love her so much. So sweet. Give her a hand. Come over here. It's a woman of God right here. It would be impossible that I could love Jesus more, love her less. I love her more than I ever have. Proud of her. 
excited about her future. Believe in her destiny. Believe God's hand is on your life. Come here, son. Where's your family from? Connecticut. Connecticut. Even people from Connecticut. I can't say that I love Jesus more and loved him less. So how's that possible? The breaker brings us together, doesn't he? He makes us love one another. And I'll tell you what, the breaker rises to bring us through. If we come out, we're going to come out together or not at all. I need somebody right now who wants the breaker to rise, make a little noise in the room. Come on. Sing something, son. Give God some glory. Give God the glory and he'll give you the victory. I said, give God the glory and he'll give you the victory. I said, give God the glory right at home and he'll give you the victory. Nobody leave for a second. Sing, son, just one song. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I have made, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Somebody raise your hands and say, All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am made, oh, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Somebody raise your hands and declare,
my life. Can I find a witness in here? All my life you have been so, so good. Yes, you have. With every breath that I am made. Oh, I will see of the goodness of God. Oh. You have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. With every breath that I am able. every breath that I am made I will sing of the goodness of God So let's make up our mind then. If we need to be, if we need the breaker, and he is rising, let's be more. Let's be better. Let's be unified. Let's be kind. Let's love one another. Tonight, the tent's going to be open. God has provided every step of the way. He's provided the resources. He's provided the tent. People have given. I've been amazed. But of everything that he's provided in the natural, he's provided the glory and the power in that tent. Some of you say, well, Pastor, I don't know if I, I should come. Here's, here's the deal. We have conventional seating in the tent. We have social distancing seating set up in a very nice area where you can enter in just as easy. People wear masks there. They social distance there. We've set a huge screen up and people pull up in their cars you have an FM uh, transmission that they can sit there and listen then we put it online it's called the Ormond Overflow we had people last week that drove in from Texas and Ohio so I would encourage you to come if you're a giver today I believe God blesses givers. I believe there are, there are things you can claim as a giver because of your faithfulness to God. Our giving never buys God, but it certainly moves God. And today is your opportunity to give. This is your moment. You watching by live stream. Sometimes what breaks things open in our life, Don and I has found it out, is generosity. It's when we say, God, we're going to sow and we're going to give and we're going to believe you to bless it. I think some of the favor our church has walked in is because we've learned to be a generous house. We started this year off not even knowing that COVID was coming and we sowed from our general fund significant seeds around the nation. We gave 
that so far this year, we've given, you ready for this? To the Dream Center in LA and all they're trying to do there because that city has been broken apart through this and so many kids are struggling. We've given $45,000 to the Dream Center. We have sowed, I, I don't know, Troy, $25,000, $30,000 into church plants across the nation. We just, we've just given, we've continued to give to missions and we've built a brand new kids center in the midst of it all. God bless this generosity. And if it works in God's house, it'll work in your house. Some of you need to understand, I say this in love, because you know, I, I, I don't usually receive the offerings, but I just feel a little prompted today. I would tell you this, when I, when I receive an offering, it doesn't change anything for me. It doesn't change my salary or anything like that. I have folks that oversee, overlook my finances and I'm, I'm grateful for your giving, but I'm not on commission, thank the Lord. I'm, I'm preaching the great commission, but I'm not on commission. Can I get a witness? But the reality of it all is this, your giving may not change my life, but it'll change your life. That's a fact. So if you're a tither today, I want you to get ready to tithe. This is the third Sunday for so many of you. This is a tithing Sunday. And if you haven't tithed, I challenge you to do so and step into that miracle. But if you feel led to sow a seed maybe toward the revival tonight, now we're going to start at 6 o'clock and you may want to come early to get a seat if you want to sit in the tent. But I want everybody to get an offering and hold it before the Lord right now. Will you do that? You by live stream. You can text to give 386 866-3060. You can give online at Calvary FL. You can give in an envelope. However you give, I know God will bless you as you give. Hold that up right now before him and let me pray over you. If you've already given this month and you just want me to pray the blessings of the Lord on your life, in Jesus' name, I decree and declare that God's favor is upon you. I declare that Jesus is for you and he's not against you. And I release financial breakthroughs in your life. I call them into your home right now. And I tell you in this next season as you are faithful that the breaker is rising. Come on. You're not going to lose your job. I say in faith you're going to get a raise. I said you're going to get a raise. God's going to take care. If you receive it, say amen. Just before my son closes, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Uh, if you can give with your eyes closed. If you have to peek, that's okay. I don't want anybody to leave for a minute. I just, I just want to do this. Maybe there's somebody here today or watching by live stream and there's sin in your life. And you're not where you need to be with the Lord. I'm still that way, y'all. I still believe in giving people a chance to get saved. If you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus, or you by live stream and you'd say, I need that breaker in my life, but sin has kept me from him. When you, when you pray, pray for me. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hand. Since you're praying, Pastor, pray for me. One, if you're going to remember somebody, Pastor, remember me. Two, Pastor, if you're lifting somebody up, lift me up because I'm not where I need to be. Three, slip your hand up right now. Pray for me, Pastor. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Hands across the room, I see it. You by live stream. Everybody take your hand and place it on your heart right now. Pray this prayer after me loud and strong. 
pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart, wash it clean, make me brand new. I declare the devil is leaving, the breaker is rising. Thank you for salvation and new beginnings. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it online, just, just put saved. Just write down saved. If you prayed it here and you meant it, you've been saved. One, two, three. Give God a shout. Come up here, son. Is that a shout? Shout like the breaker's rising. I said shout like the breaker's rising. I said shout like the breaker's rising. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.